What's up? Welcome to the Better Groups Podcast. My name's Matt. I got Sam here with me. Sam, what is yes. going on, man? It's a nice day. It rained a little bit earlier today. Um, the weather is cooling off, and it's a great time to be alive, you know? It's a great day to be alive. The Cardinals are doing great. Cardinals are doing great. Did it rain? <laughs> it did not rain. Okay. Cardinals are doing great. I like to just like recap like what happened this day, so when these get released, I could be like, oh, that was a good yeah. day. Except you're just making stuff up. You're like, it rained today. <laughs> I could it's, not believe the Cardinals, <laughs> Cardinals beat the Braves in the NLDS to be rel- like, last you know, night. Yeah. Maybe it did rain on the day. We just talked about how I'm... Okay. Not really. We're, we're recording Freeze this warning. on August 30th. 31st. 31st. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know I'm, if any of that happened. I'm sure someone, one of our leaders is so annoyed by the fact that I keep talking about like, well, when this was recorded, it's... <laughs> well, we were going to keep talking about it. That would be me if I was Get over here. it. It's today. Also, well, hey, we're here, and we have another guest joining us back again. We asked him back because he did a great job the first time. And last time he was here, he got stung by a wasp. And he's back again, even though... Still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Still hurts. It's awesome. It's Nick Ballard. Nick Ballard. <laughs> former next-gen pastor at Harvester Christian Church. Uh, welcome to the Better Groups podcast. Thanks. Good to be here, guys. Yeah, it is good for you to be here. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say way more, but apparently that was Good all hear, you had. Be here, guys. It's a great day. All right, so I have a question for you. Here's my question. Ready? Um, you've been in the youth ministry a long time. Uh, not anymore, but you were for a long time. Still um, doing youth ministry things, apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah. For just go ahead. AKA this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what was your what's your biggest pet peeve in the youth ministry world? Biggest pet peeve about student ministry? What was that? Um, to be, to be honest, like the biggest, the biggest one there, I had a lot of pet peeves, but <laughs> I actually hate <laughs> student the ministry. biggest pet peeve I had was uh, students that pranked other students. Like that was, that was something that just, uh, it really grated at me. And so like, if you would, if you were pranking somebody or doing something to, um, cause heart, like, even if it was funny, like there are some funny pranks out there. There's some really funny pranks out there, uh, but that was just a huge pet peeve. And so we had w- one girl at, at camp one year put uh, a bag of onions, like raw onions, sliced onions, into another girl's suitcase. Pretty funny. <laughs> but it wasn't really funny to that girl that had a suitcase of clothes that smelled like onions. I was about yeah. to just like get upset with you and be like, you big party pooper. Like Pranks are great. And then you... <laughs> Made me rethink everything. And yeah, it's, it's sad. And so, yeah, I that made just, me sad that was for a that big, girl. Yeah. That was a big pet peeve. And you came down hard on that for like move, trips and CIYs and stuff. I did. Yeah, I did. I just man, that, your biggest one. Biggest it was like that, so, that was something where I think like it could ruin a week for somebody. So, what's know? the best prank you've seen a student pull? <laughs> that one. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that girl was a legend. <laughs> I gave her a, a award after that. After I kicked her out of camp. Now you're going home, but that was awesome. <laughs> Call your mom. Here's yeah. a plaque. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Nick, today we have you uh, talking about um, conflict, how to, how to navigate group conflict. We have groups that sometimes there might be some drama, whatever's going on. So just give us some advice on, on how we would do that. How can we kind of navigate conflict. that situation? Yeah, yeah. And this, was, this was a challenging one for me because I'm, I'm very I, – I avoid conflict. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 9, which is a peacemaker. Uh, and so I don't like when anybody's in conflict. I, I tend to 
my tendency is to avoid it, to sweep things under the rug, to just pretend it'll all get better. Um, and so navigating group conflict for me, uh, I, back in the day, I'd be like, I'll just avoid it or sweep it under the rug or pretend it didn't happen. But that is unhealthy. You should not do that. In fact, you should address it. You should confront it and you should learn from it and move on. And so, uh, you know, with, with student ministry, there's bound to be conflict. Teenagers that come together every single week with the only common factor of, you know, really being in the same grade and same gender, uh, conflict will arise. And conflict, even though it's frustrating and inconvenient, it's also an opportunity for growth. You know, when you, when you tackle conflict head on, a lot of times if it's handled well and if it's responded to well by, by all parties, growth can happen. And, and that's something that will, will make the group stronger, the, the people involved in it stronger. Uh, but when it's swept under the rug, it tends to just grow bigger and cause more issues uh, and, and will tend to implode. And so, uh, so you got to confront it as, as difficult as it is and as much as we don't want to, we have to confront group conflict. And here's my number one piece of advice is confront it early confront it early like don't don't wait till it gets too big to confront and this is my problem because again i avoid conflict i usually wait until it like gets to uh the warning lights coming on you know like you know that mm-hmm. it's like oh i gotta deal with it when in reality i should have dealt with it when like the yellow light comes on then i'm like I, that's when i should but i tend to like see a yellow light and be like it's not red yet so we're good we'll just keep going uh, so I would say don't necessarily follow my example of waiting till it's too late. Deal with it early. Uh, if you see yellow lights or yellow flags in, in the situation, try to try to uh, deal with it head on. Um, and so I would I would do this. There are just a few things like when when navigating group conflict, uh, encourage from the get go, encourage your students to come talk to you about anything. You know, obviously, spiritual stuff going on, uh, things at home, family life, but then also include conflicts with friends or conflicts within the group. And if you open that door to let them come talk to you whenever a problem arises, you're going to be able to spot conflict a little easier. Uh, I've, we've seen more conflict get resolved in a healthy way when it's brought to the group leader's attention, uh, because a lot of times... Like Sam, Matt, you guys, like, they're not always going to know conflicts within the groups with if they're not leading those groups. And so they may not recognize a conflict until a group leader comes to them. Uh, and But the point is you have to know there's conflict in your group. And so some ways, sometimes you can observe it within the group. You know something's off. And sometimes it's opening the door for students to come talk to you. Um, and so listen to students as they, as they share whatever it is. Try not to take sides. Uh, if appropriate, you can offer another perspective, ask them what they think is a good way to handle, and, and then maybe address the conflict. Uh, you know, throughout the years, we've had to handle uh, several group conflicts. Uh, there's, there's drama in groups of high school students and middle school students. Uh, there's, there's friend groups, there's cliques, there's things that, you know, we have to do. And so, you know, just recently, uh, we, we had to sit down with a student and their parent and talk through some conflict, relational conflict that they were going through. Um, and so, uh, we sat down with them and brought it to their attention and, and they responded well to, they, they were confronted with, this is how, 
how I'm acting. The, the parent was able to get that information and help guide that student through it. Uh, and hopefully the student will, will take some corrective action and, and, uh, and move, but they have to have a heart to want to do that. So listen to students, try not to take side, maybe sit down with the other party to hear their perspective on the conflict. Don't just, don't just take one side and say, that's the gospel, right? We have to, we have to hear from multiple sides, um, and to, to know how to handle it. And then if appropriate, bring the two parties together to have a face-to-face with, face-to-face with you as a, as a media, hear from both perspectives. And then you may have to involve the parents. You may have to say, mom, dad, we need you to come in here mm-hmm. and hear, hear what's going on. I know I kind of dismissed that a lot uh, in my early days of student ministry because I wasn't a parent. So I'd be like, ah, we don't need the parents involved. But as I became a parent, I keep thinking of like, I would want to know that. I would want to know if my student is involved in a conflict. If my, if my daughter's involved in a conflict, please tell me. So sometimes we, we're scared to bring the parents into it. But if you if you're, put yourself in the parent's shoes parents appreciate a lot of times being brought into it. Um, so I think that's important, involve the parents as well. Um, some things we have to figure out, we have to determine, is it necessary to confront? You have to evaluate the conflict. Is this a serious conflict? Because sometimes sometimes they're not serious. Sometimes they're dumb, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can, we can figure this out. This is not really that big of a deal. Um, sometimes it is. Um, is is there sin involved in it? Is there something that, that's sinful that we need to confront? Um, so determine if it's necessary to confront, de- define the problem. And this is important to figure out what the problem is. Try not to veer off into a lot of times we go into rabbit trails of like, you know, here's the problem. And then you go off into like five different levels of things that really don't have anything to do with. So try to stay on subject. Um, and sometimes we, we get off subject to cut, cut the tension, um, or to maybe get off topic, but Define the problem. Stay on subject. Uh, ask ask them to self evaluate, and this is this is kind of important too. Like when you when you can when you look at a student that's maybe involved in in this conflict, and you say, "Do you see this person's perspective? Do you see how you may be treating this person this way?" A lot of times, when they step back and look at it, they can see that when it's brought to them, um, and so ask them to kind of self evaluate. You know, if you if you see this, can you you see how you can maybe take next steps. And this is the last thing is define next steps. What do you do from here? Uh, is it asking for forgiveness? Is it correcting behavior? Um, is it bringing mom and dad into the equation? Is it having accountability? Um, so figuring that out is, is important too. But um, group conflict is, is typically going to happen. Uh, and I, obviously, I think it happens a lot of times. It tends to happen more in girl groups because of just the female drama that happens in teenagers. But it's it's also can happen in guy groups too. Guys guys can get very dramatic about things as well. But a lot of times we handle it not as well with guys, but we're like, oh, just rub some dirt on it or walk you know, it wipe off. It. Yeah, yeah, walk it off. You know, it's not a big deal. Duke it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> end up wrestling, like wrestle for it. Um, and so a lot of times we don't handle it healthily as healthy in guy groups because we're like, just shake it off, um, where we maybe need to actually sit down more with guys, um, as much as we do with, with girls in those situations. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So my question would be for you just, um, because I'm kind of wired like you, especially in in some instances of conflict, I'm like, I really don't want to get involved. I'd rather just like 
let it play out. Um, so if you're if you're more of a if you kind of like us, is there is it okay if I try to let someone else handle it? Like maybe like my other group leader if they're all down with conflict, or or maybe I get uh, you know Sam involved or me involved or well like who can I have help me with the conflict if it's something that I like feel like I'm terrible at? You know? Yeah. If if you're the one that they're coming to, um, I, a couple of things. One is even if you're not good with conflict or like nobody really likes dealing with conflict. Um, and so even if, even if you're kind of like me where you just want to sweep it on the rug or avoid it, uh, don't, don't remove yourself from the situation. You can bring other people into it. Uh, but I wouldn't remove, like if they, if they trust you enough to come to you and involve you in it, the last thing they want to see is you pass it off and step out of it. So, Feel free to bring people into it. Bring in the co-leader. Bring in Matt or Sam. Like, uh, and it's there's some conflict situations where you can handle yourself. You're like, I got this. Uh, you figure it out. Um, and then there's some situations where you say, I need some backup. I need extra help. And so you go to Sam. You go to Matt. Go to your co-leader and say, Hey, here's the here's the situation. I need help with this. Can you sit down with me and and the parties involved help me figure it out? But don't don't remove yourself fully. You Feel free to bring people in, but don't don't step out of it, even if it's difficult. Yeah, I think that's good. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, thoughts about navigating group conflict? Uh, I th- I think the big the big deal is again we go back to this being relational. You know, help help the group care for one another, um, and and I think the more you build relationally within the group, the the more you're able to uh, navigate conflict that comes up. I think sometimes the groups that have conflict are the ones that maybe aren't as relationally connected, and so maybe it's it's figuring out things to do outside a group together that's just pure fun. Maybe it's inviting them over to your house to like uh, encounter you on your turf. But something where, like, they can break their walls and barriers down, enjoy each other's company. Um, but then also, you know, one thing I would do is you, you, can, you can start to have practices in place in group that help maybe avoid future conflict. Uh, so help the group care for one another, have fun outside of group, uh, comfort one another in their trials. Like, if you go around and do prayer requests uh, with each other, maybe, maybe at one practice would be to have – you know, you go around, you say, everybody's going to pray for the person on your left. And you go around the circle and you pray for the person on your left. Or, or you draw a name, like maybe it's someone that you're not best friends with and, and have them pray out loud for that person. And what I've seen is the more someone prays for someone, the more their heart softens for that person. Um, and so having them care for one another um, is, is huge. And so cultivating an atmosphere of fun and relationship building, but also uh, how can we care for each other spiritually um, don't put it all on your shoulders to do that. Like, have the group carry some of that burden as well. And maybe encourage them, hey, whoever you just prayed for, text them this week and ask how things are going um, and, and opening that door. So sometimes you can do conflict avoidance uh, before it happens by, by setting up things to care for each other. Because um, a lot of times conflict happens because there's no sense of care for one another. And so... Um, Having having things like that in place is is good. 
Yeah, I like I like how you said to address it soon rather than later. Like sooner rather than later. There is very rarely a time where a conflict between students is big enough where they won't want to see each other. Like where their friendship will literally die. Um, however, if a small conflict never gets resolved, mm -hmm. that conflict then will feel as if we can never see each other. We can never talk to each other. There's no way we could even be in a room together for a small group time for 45 minutes. Um, so addressing that quickly can knock that off real quick and just resolving the conflict so that they can be together in a small group space and they can care for each other. I know that we, um, just being in the student ministry for a while, we've seen groups kind of maybe go down that direction where it's hard for them to stay together. Um, our goal with you guys is making sure you create a strong small group and hopefully this um, discussion on conflict helps and hopefully you'll be able to feel comfortable and feel informed to start those conversations early. Even if you see like this may potentially even um, have some conflict later down the road and there's no conflict yet, addressing it even before something big happens, I think would be huge for small group time. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, the, the risk that you run, like what you're saying, Nick, by pushing it off is is that you're going to make it way bigger where other people are going to get involved in the group as well. Then there's going to be sides that these four sure. guys or these four girls are on this side and then the, the gossip star. So did you hear what they said? Like it just becomes a big mountain instead of like managing it between two people or becoming this whole group thing. Like even though we hate conflict and it stinks, the bottom line is students are pretty bad at like treating each other well oftentimes. Yeah. Um, and the quicker, the, yeah, the sooner you deal with it, the smaller it is. And the more you put it off, the bigger it grows until yeah. where it's almost like a wildfire. You, like, you can't contain it anymore. That, that's happened to me before. Like, I, I saw a conflict start maybe early on, and I'm like, oh, hopefully that'll work itself out, and I don't address it. And then four years later, it's, it's a wildfire. And it's mm -hmm. like, I can't do anything about it now. It's just it's yeah. out of control. And, and that's when my conflict avoidance hurt the situation because uh, I thought, ah, it's not a big deal or it'll just sweep that under the rug. But at the same time, it, it then grew so big that it, it was, it couldn't be contained. And so, yeah, I think it's important to deal with it early. That's awesome. Conflict's a part of discipleship. It's a part of growth. And so it helps the students grow. And I, man, I appreciate yeah. all the, all the and, wisdom you shared. And not just the students. I mean, there's conflicts with adults too, right? Like it's just, no, no, never part of life. But at the same time, when you deal with it healthy, it, it will help you grow, help all parties grow into stronger, um, spiritually stronger people. And so, um, so conflict, it can actually be good in our spiritual growth. Yeah, I think that that's a big thing. Like anytime having a conversation with a student about conflict, the first question that should be asked is like, why are we here? Like, are he we're here to grow spiritually together in a community okay, are we able to do that yeah. with what's happening yeah. in place mm -hmm. right now? Is, is this is, behavior, is it pointing <laughs> to Jesus or pointing away from right. it? And, and if it's pointing away, then obviously we see what needs to happen yeah. next. Because a student's going to think that the conflict is the biggest thing in life. And then you ask, what is the biggest thing? Why are we here? Oh, it's to grow spiritually with Jesus. That realigns all priorities. And um, ideally, the student can recognize that on their own, like after you've like primed them with the right questions. And then I think that's when you get the best results and it's an easy uh, sit down with you and that student. Um, sometimes it doesn't always happen. You have to um, kind of dig deeper and help them find that. But yeah, I think that's big. That's yeah. awesome. 
Thank you so much, man. Your talk has inspired me uh, to go handle conflict. And so I figured we just open up right here. So, guys, yeah. here here we go. Here's my conflict <laughs> with you. Uh, three years ago. No, I'm, just I'm walking out. Three, I'm leaving. No, three years ago. Uh, thanks, Nick, for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Better Groups podcast. We hope it helps you uh, lead your groups better the next Wednesday or Sunday night. We'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Peace.